When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCAU Review Discuss This League. That's right, it's our brand new podcast venture that we are launching here as a companion piece to the standard DCAU Review episodes. That's right, dropping in your same DCAU Review feeds. Uh, Liam and I discussed this and decided, hey, why don't we give the opportunity to discuss some topics outside of our normal DCAU episode reviews. So uh, don't worry, you'll still be able to hear your standard DCAU review episodes on your podcast feeds and at dcaureview.com. But these episodes will be dropping uh, from time to time in your standard feed as well. And these will be a panel format where we'll be discussing things from the DCAU. It could be DC Comics continuity, DC movies. Uh, We're not quite sure exactly all the topics that we'll discuss in the future, but uh, we are excited to launch this. I will be your moderator today. I am Cal. And with me, my good brother, good friend, and a panelist on today's uh, inaugural up to discuss this league. Yes, I'm very excited to be here today for the first episode of Discuss This League. And with us today, Cal, we're not alone. And joining us, we have two guests today. First up on the panel with me is Chris Lord from the Tim Talk podcast. Chris, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me. Very excited about this. Also, I don't know if you'd already told me that it was called the Discuss This League. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that going in, and I am here for it. That is a sort of like top quality pun that I love and Cameron hates. So this is just a beautiful moment for me. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. So you're saying that we need to change the name if we ever want Cameron on the show? Uh, no, you're, I would just force him to do the panel, and he would have to just <laughs> know that he was participating and encouraging bad puns all the way through, and that I would bring it. me even more joy. So Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. And also joining us from the 12th Level Intellects podcast and, of course, the YouTube channel Watchtower Database, we have Mr. Maddie Washburn joining us as well. Maddie, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to great to be Great to be had. I, I, I feel like usually whenever whenever uh, someone reaches out to Watchtower Database for for like, a, hey, come on our show, it's typically James. So it's nice to, to just put the knife in a little bit. My turn. <laughs> we had James on an episode of the DCAU review. And let's just say he wasn't all that, you know, <laughs> we, had, we tried him out. He's I mean, we know that he thinks very highly of himself. So we figured <laughs> Who better to have on than somebody else who maybe isn't as as cocky? No, just kidding. We love. See, people. well, see from from what what y'all were saying before uh, before we got on mic, it, it sounded like y'all are saving the best for last, and that's the only reason Ted hasn't been on yet. <laughs> that's right. Good that's point. Right. He did moderate, of course. He did moderate our uh, our panel that we had, courtesy of the Watchtower database. Uh, your your uh, anniversary special it was us and of course mm-hmm. chris and uh and his his partner cameron on the show and and me and liam discussed the uh the essential dcau episodes so we've, we've had some interaction with ted 
but uh, yeah, so who knows? We'll have him maybe on a, on a future Discuss This League panel. Uh, but uh, yeah, guys, so we are here today to discuss things. Imagine that. Uh, but uh, exciting news came out of the world of the DC animated universe. That's going to be our first topic that we are going to cover on this very first episode here. So who better than to have a couple of other DCAU contributors? Uh, don't forget, uh, Chris Chris, and Maddie, why don't you guys talk a little bit about just briefly uh, your own podcast and your own ventures that you guys do. Uh, Chris, I'll throw it over to you first. Uh, talk a little bit about Tim Talk, just kind of like what you guys do and, and where you guys can be found. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're Tim talk, uh, two M's named after, of course, Bruce Tim, uh, which is obvious if you know the show and not obvious if you don't, which is always a fun thing to explain <laughs> to people. Uh, great SEO choice on our part, right up front. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. So, uh, my friend Cameron and I have been doing this now for, uh, almost four and a half years. And so, uh, you know, we, we cover a similar space to, uh, to you guys over the DC review. Although I will say that you, you do a better job. You have like a proper review. Aww. Uh, I tend to just kind of come on and um, just talk whatever we're feeling. Mostly it's about the the shows we're there to discuss. Sometimes it's not. Um, (laughs) And the the one difference is we are going in chronological order. So at this point now we are uh, in the second season of Justice League. Um, We're going to be hitting uh, Starcross very soon, which I'm very, very excited Mm -hmm. about. Um, yes, we do that. And then occasionally we'll throw out a bonus episode if, uh, like a major temple release comes out or Cameron wants to talk about single artist movie soundtracks. That was one episode we did. (laughs) I think still our most random one. Kind of proud of that one, actually, though. (laughs) Uh, but you know, so we, we've been doing that for a while and it's a, it's a lot of fun, but it's, uh, you know, the best part about it, it's had an opportunity to meet all of you guys and discover this amazing DCAU community. So, uh, very excited to be here and be a part of this. That's right. And then of course, Maddie, uh, you are a contributor to the watchtower database, which as you already mentioned is sort of this three headed Hydra that you guys kind of, <laughs> Uh, this monstrous YouTube channel that you guys, I know you guys did have a, uh, a podcast at one point. It's on hold right now, but I, I hear there's rumors that it might be relaunching soon. But talk a little about what you do over at, uh, at Watchtower Database. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, well, for the podcast thing, I think it's coming back around soon. We had plans to, like, get together in a, 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 like a studio situation, at least me and James, since we live pretty close to each other and have... Uh, Ted kind of beamed in over a, a TV screen or something and do it as a live show. But then, uh, of course, coronavirus happened and what? put it, put everything yeah. on hold. Uh, but so in, in lieu of continuing the podcast, uh, we are, you know, just mainly focusing on the uh, the YouTube channel itself. Uh, we tried to cover almost anything DCAU uh, and that can range anywhere from doing a commentary track for Critters, the best Ooh. episode of the entire DCAU, uh, all the way up to uh, lore dumps or or behind-the-scenes information. Like, uh, we uncovered somewhere around, like, 40 possible episodes for Batman the Animated Series that uh, never ended up going all the way through production, stuff like that. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We, I mean, the team as a whole has been doing this for the past five years. So maybe you heard of us, but if you ain't, then, uh, you know, give us, give us a little YouTube look. It's, it's real easy. You just type in watchtower database and, and we're, we're the one that's there. Absolutely. <laughs> unless, unless if you find search results about Jehovah's witnesses, then that's a, a whole different, whole different watchtower <laughs> database. Got it. But you know, I feel like, I feel like this is another SEO situation. <laughs> 
Well, uh, you guys do a great job. Both both of you guys uh, do excellent jobs in your own in your own mediums. And and uh, thank you both for coming on today. Uh, as I said, Liam is also contributing to the panel. Of course, Liam is my co-host on our DCAU review. Which, if you're listening to this, you already listened to the DCAU review, probably. But we, of course, do reviews of of classic DC animated universe episodes, anywhere from Batman the animated series all the way up through Justice League Unlimited and everything in between. Uh, so, uh, Liam. Uh, we are kicking off this week's Discuss This League panel. Uh, as we said, there's been some exciting news in the DC uh, AU review or DC AU world as of late. And that has been that there's this rumor that with the launch of HBO Max, there might be a new series launching soon or in production or in pre-production or there's lots of rumors swirling about a lot of uh, a lot of rumor and innuendo out there but yes uh this latest round of speculation was set off by uh kevin smith on his fat man beyond podcast uh where he and some of his co-workers were talking uh agreed that they had both heard some scuttlebutt about a potential ri- uh, revival for Batman the animated series on HBO Max um not not a ton of details beyond that on what that would be and that's why we wanted to do uh this topic as our first panel uh which is to discuss what should if there's going to be a revival assume let's just assume these rum- rumors are true what would we the four of us want to see from a Batman the Animated Series revival. And we have a few different jumping off points that I think will cover most of what uh, we would like to see. Absolutely. So uh, we have our panelists here. We're going to ask these questions. Uh, we're going to do this kind of round robin panel discussion style. So you guys, you know, have a free, uh, free flowing conversation and I'll be here just to moderate. Uh, it's kind of like those sports yell shows that you see on ESPN where, you know, there's one guy whose job is to interject and stir the pot every now and then. Uh, but uh, so I will throw out this first question and we are going to start with Mr. Lord, if you don't mind, Chris. Uh, so the no. first question that I have for the panel here is, is this a good idea? <laughs> like, is, is is going back to the well, because we've seen it have various successes across various different media where you go back to something. And for instance, we talked about before we went on the air, Star Wars. You had Star Wars sequels that received quite the mixed reaction from your various different fans. Obviously, Star Wars is sort of an anomaly. You already have this built-in fan base that's kind of going to support it regardless. But we've also seen things like, you know, I, I don't know. There's been a lot of things that you've gone back to and it's been like, it, this isn't very good. I don't, I wish they hadn't done this. So what's your thought on this? Is this a good idea? Uh, so I don't think this is a good idea, actually. Um, I don't know how you can approach this in a way that is going to be satisfying. Like I I think a, a similar approach uh, like comparison could be the Animaniacs reboot, which I love the Animaniacs when it was on, you know, and that was mm-hmm. 30 years ago, but you know, it, it ended and then it just wasn't around for a long time. It just kind of existed in the background and kind of disappeared. People knew it would rewatch old episodes and it came back. And I actually have continuously forgotten to sit down and watch the new show. I know people that have, and they said it was fine. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like the, the challenge they have with, with BTOS specifically is, it's not like it's been gone for 
30 years. I mean, it had another 10 years worth of spinoff shows and sequel shows, various sequel movies, even up to the last few years. If we want to count things like Batman and Harley Quinn and Justice League versus Fatal Five. And there's so much material that's been covered already. I don't know how you do a revisit of BTOS specifically um, and make it worth watching. Like, do you bring back the animation style? You know, do you set it back in that same time period? Do you make it just kind of more one-off things and ignore the rest of the canon? You could do that. um, But I don't know if that'd be satisfying to everyone who really loves everything that came after it. And I feel like BTOS has the most popularity of all those shows, probably by a pretty significant margin, which is why they're floating that show specifically. Um, I just feel like it's hard to capture on a nostalgia of something that continued on for a long time and actually had a pretty nice definitive conclusion already at the end of justice league. So for me personally, Mm -hmm. I would hope they don't do this. I hope it's just a rumor and that it kind of fizzles out and goes away, you know, but that being said, if it's done well, I'd be open to, you know, seeing what could come out of it. And I feel like you guys might have some good ideas on how to actually approach it in a way that would make it worthwhile. So. Awesome. Yeah. We'll talk about that in just a little bit here. Uh, Maddie, what about you? I, I know g- generally uh, just from seeing your commentary on the Batman, the Avengers continue comic book, which, which is sort of depending on your, it's supposed to be, I guess, loosely tied in with Batman, the animated series. I know you didn't love some of the storytelling from that. Does that affect how you see a reboot happening here? Or is your fear that it would be more, more of the same? Or do you feel like that with the right people, this could be something really good? Yeah, I mean, so I'm a bit apprehensive about uh, the situation as a whole. Um, like, especially especially if it's only done as a, a getting the band back together type situation, which, like, you would think that's what would make it good. But, you know, maybe my nose is, is, is too close to all of this stuff. And, 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 like, I've been able to pick up on, on some things that maybe the normal fan wouldn't. But, like, around the time that, that Batman and Harley Quinn came out, uh, like Bruce Tim himself was saying that he didn't go back and rewatch any of the the stuff to make sure anything lines up, uh, and, and that seems to be a notion that kind of followed through with uh, the adventures continue with uh, with Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. Uh, not even just with you know the the um, the continuity errors that were present in that comic itself, but like the characterizations, right? Like how, how bat we get mm-hmm. that scene of Batman, like kicking Nora freezes, uh, uh, dead body over in front of <laughs> Mr. Freeze. When like, if you look back at the earlier Batman adventures stuff that, that, you know, Bruce, Tim and them did, he's comforting Mr. Freeze when, when he's, he's dealing with, his dead wife and everything. And to go from that Batman to the Batman, who's just like, I don't know. You're crazy. And I got to prove you're crazy. <laughs> Let me kick your wife. <laughs> like, 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 like it just, it just, it just feels, it feels like a slap in the face to, to people who are, are still watching, you know, this stuff all these years later. And, I think I think we can probably all agree that out of the recent uh, um, out of the recent DCAU revival type stuff, uh, you know, the Batman Adventures continue, Batman Harley Quinn, Justice League versus Fatal Five. The best of them was Justice League versus Fatal Five, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that comes from instead of you know 
the old heads trying to modernize what they had done. It comes from a fan of these shows mm. writing like how they feel the story, you know, would would fit in with the rest of the show. Someone who's still watching these shows is, is doing that. And I, I feel like that's what can be done to make it good is you've got to bring in people around our age who who have this connection with these characters, who have been brought up on these characters and, and know them inside and out. Uh, to write them. And like, that's not me throwing my hat in the ring for a writing gig on this. <laughs> but you're not, all. not uh, doing yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I just, I just, I want, I want more Eric Carrasco's in the room, mm-hmm. you sure. know, so, someone, someone who's going to treat it with the respect that it deserves rather than just being like, yeah, I kind of remember the Batman that I wrote a few years back. Here you go. Here's here. Here he is. This is, this is him kicking dead bodies. <laughs> this is good enough. Yeah, this is good enough. Well, that's 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 fair. Uh, I, I, Liam, uh, I'll throw the same question over to you. Do you agree with uh, with your your co panelists there, or do you have your own own thoughts on this? So, uh, I do think both of our, our co panelists made good points. What I would add is, um, I was a huge NM, a huge fan of Arrested Development. I think the first three seasons of that show are probably the best comedy, certainly like network television comedy mm-hmm. maybe ever written. Like that show is perfection to me. And I, the very few people were more excited when it came back because as kind of what Maddie was saying, like the whole band was back together. They had the original creator as the showrunner. All the actors came back I'm sure they're a few years older, but they're all still, you know, talented people. So you're like, how can this not be great? And then we got that fourth season of Arrested Development on Netflix in whatever that was, 2013, 2014. And it was bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like nobody seemed to enjoy it. Uh, And then they did one more season after that, like six years later, which I think was maybe a little better and I and I and I think my point is I watched it through even though I wasn't enjoying it out of like a weird like my nostalgia for the old stuff kept me watching it even sure. though I wasn't really enjoying it and the compulsion so, yes exactly <laughs> it's like well this used to give me that like that endorphin rush that like I used to love this so and I and at some point I realized like well I'm I'm maybe the show whether or not that show was good or not in those last two seasons, it's like nothing was ever going to compare to the memory of those first few seasons in my head. And I think that's another thing that they would be contending with, no matter if it's completely the original crew of Bruce Tim and, and Paul Dini, and they get some of the directors and, and storyboard artists back, they could bring the entire original crew back, uh, same animation studios and everything. Um, it's not going to be the same because we're all older now. We're all, and we've all experienced this. And to Chris's point, we've already experienced what the next evolution of this series was, which was the new Batman adventures and Superman and beyond and JLU. Uh, So I think that's whatever, whatever may come of this and whoever's involved, we're going to be fighting our own, be fighting with our own nostalgia. And that doesn't, that's not to say I wouldn't want to see it because again, 
much like uh you know we've all talked about with the adventures continue series like i was just excited to see like characters like azrael and the deathstroke in that style like that was cool and that kind of made it all worth it to me so like i'll so it's one of those exactly like so (laughs) maddie just held up the uh, the deathstroke figure um so like i love i like that we got to see that i'm happy that that was made but to maddie's point there's also that part where you're reading it we're like ah i if they tweaked this or they did this better or they changed this or this character didn't do this in this moment oh this would be so much better so more and then you're kind of like trying to edit and rewrite stuff in your own head and i feel and again i think that comes from us all being you know fans who create content based on these on these series and so maybe yeah like maddie said maybe we're all a little too close to this but kind of the ringing the thought ringing out in my head is the arrested development comparison where it's like no matter how good or not good this will be it's up to people's memories of uh of 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 watching it when they were younger because that's to add to that point, um, that, that's actually something that Bruce Tim himself had brought up uh, that, I, that I had seen in an interview with him uh, like around 2016, 2017. It was like either around the time of Killing Joke or Batman and Harley Quinn where he was just like, look, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I don't think I want to go back to that world because I, I'm having to compete with everyone's memories of yeah, it. And I would right. much rather, you know, just move on and, and and go you know still use these same characters but in a world that uh isn't as bogged down with uh with people's nostalgia kind of situation so i, th- mm-hmm. I think you definitely hit the nail on the head right there perfect yeah no I, i'd agree with that I, I just think given that they decided to do btos specifically or that's the specific specific rumor is it's gonna be mm-hmm. btos that's what gives me pause if they were like hey we're gonna revisit this universe we're gonna do more justice league more static shock um more justice league beyond yeah exactly i think i think there's a lot of room to explore but um it the it's hard for me not to put on like my cynical cap when i heard this this news and it just kind of felt like maybe hbo max is trying to um dip their toe in the water to see what kind of reaction they would get as to whether they want to invest in trying to get more people onto that platform which is not doing as well i think as they had hoped so <laughs> what you mean this is all about money get the heck out of here i know how, how <laughs> I dare don't... i think this way it's so cynical of me how dare you um well actually that chris that's a that's a great segue to our second question here for the panel and we'll go in reverse order this time so i'll start mm-hmm. with you liam um so you mentioned the rumor is that they are specifically uh kevin smith on his podcast mentioned batman the animated series of course we don't know whether or not that means going back to that original batman the animated series style doing more stuff in the new batman adventures style or or just doing more stories just around batman we're we're not quite sure he didn't have specific details about it so we're sort of like fantasy booking here uh so liam we'll start with you uh so if you were in charge if you were the head of uh you know the head the head producer for this series uh what time period are you setting it in um, and do you want it to directly c- to connect uh, into and reference stuff that's already happened? Like, you know, if you said, let's just say that you said it uh, year four of the Justice League, as opposed to, you know, whatever year three or whatever it was that we, we left off in. Or as Maddie said, something like uh, like Justice League Beyond, where we learn more about Terry's contributions after after his uh, his introduction to, to the league there. Um, where do you want it to be connected or do you would you rather it be more standalone? So time period and then connected or standalone stories. 
Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking about that because I think um, I think it was Chris. I'm sorry. We've, we've all been saying a lot of smart things already. But uh, <laughs> one, one of you, uh, BTAS is the one that people probably have the most nostalgic for. The casual fan probably has the most nostalgia mm-hmm. for BTAS. So brought it back in the new Batman adventures or JLU style. I wonder if there would be the lapsed fans, the people who were 10 years old in 1993 and watch the show on Fox kids here. It's coming back. And then they see the new Batman adventure style. And maybe they associate that more with eh, that was kind of when I was getting older and kind of getting out of it. I don't, I don't have as much nostalgia for that style. So I do think it would be interesting to go back to that original animated series. Now it would obviously, I'm sure still be kind of sharpened up and simplified. I don't, I don't expect them to go back to the, uh, the baggy suits and and some of that stuff that they did in the, the original series. But I do think if we're, if we are targeting this directly at the, you know, the most nostalgic version of Batman, the animated series for a lot of people, I do think it's that original series that it probably should be set in. Perfect. Maddie. Um, so I am going to think a little bit outside of the box on this one. And I'm going to say we have what, like five, six different, uh, uh, Batman character models already in this world, right? We've got like the, the, the original, uh, bat suit that he had in mask of the phantasm. We've got the BTAS mm-hmm. one, the TNBA one, the justice league one. And then like, we've got, we've got the model of him, you know, in the beyond bat suit from the start of rebirth, sure. put it, put it as an anthology series, right and hop all around all different points of bruce wayne's life and and maybe make it an internet interconnected story within itself where there's a a a case that he picked up early on in his career and all of these different stories that we're seeing all end up tying into him like towards the end of his career finally solving this thing uh Right. And that I, I feel like that's an easy way to not have to worry about uh, the continuity, more or less, but mm-hmm. also gives you gives you way to bring in a lot more of the expanded universe. Right. Because if we're hopping around time, we can get the Justice League. We can get the Tim Drake Robin, the, the, the Dick Grayson Robin. And, you know, if they want to treat Adventures Continue as canon, we could even get some Lost Years stuff with Jason Todd Robin. Like we, it, it, and it, it even gives reason to like maybe even flash forward to Old Man Bruce with Terry. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've they've got a they've got a huge timeline of, of stuff and, and so much you know pre production art made from all of these past shows, like it would be crazy not to utilize that even just as a cost saving measure. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it is all about money here. Chris, uh, what are your thoughts on that one? I I actually like um, Maddie's idea is really great. that even anthology series. Like I, I, that would be the dream, right. To not only get to visit, numerous shows in different time periods but have it be in the style too like it would be cool to see that you know one episode is done in the BTOS style another episode is done in like the justice league style i think that would be the most interesting and exciting for all of us who love that entire continuity less said about zeta the better uh but <laughs> <laughs> how to get it in those fighting words i know get... I'll, 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 I'll give it yeah, to you i'll give it to you <laughs> You know, I think that would be the most interesting thing to do, you know, but I, I 
I doubt that's the route they're going to go. I, I mean, if I were picking a show from that universe, I'd love to see continued. I think Batman Beyond or Static Shock are the two that there's really been no follow-up to them in any sort of capacity. Like even Justice League Beyond the the Fatal Five movie, you know, in a lot of ways, Young Justice has taken up that mantle of really good, modernized, serialized storytelling with these characters. Um, and mm-hmm. that territory feels like it's been explored in a lot of ways. So, you know, I, I think if they're not going to have it be a continuity of kind of the Justice League timeline or exploring some of those more, you know, less developed, uh, less trodden characters, the thing I would like to most see is what Maddie's proposed. I think barring that, the thing I would like to see then is basically what Liam proposed, which is do it in the BTOS style, like a slightly modernized take in the animation style, have it be in that era um, mm-hmm. and have it be kind of standalones, just, you know, little adventures here and there that kind of could fit loosely in any sort of space. Um, I, I think the challenge with that though, is that's just not how modern television is done. Everything is pretty much serialized at this point. Even, you know, cartoons are becoming more and more serialized. We get less, right. and less episodic content. Um, but, you know, who knows? That might be a great opportunity to return to, a storytelling more like that so yeah yeah to your point i think um most minutes watched is like one of the major metrics that all these streaming services are yeah are tracking on and so yeah that and doing a serialized doing cliffhanger every episode Mm -hmm. is an easy way to keep you know keep that rolling making sure people keep you know don't you know click out of the app to go do something else when they're done watching one episode yeah awesome Uh, i'm gonna shoot I'm going to shoot from the hip here uh, with the, with an unadvertised question. So I'm oh. going to throw this to Liam because he's, he's used to me shooting from the hip. You get, give you guys, uh, give <laughs> you guys a little bit of time to consider. Of course. This. Uh, so if we were to do this, uh, a serialized uh, show, uh, would you guys like to see uh, sort of like the Mandalorian format where you have different directors or storytellers take the helm for each episode or would you do you would you rather trust one person's vision for the entirety of a series and kind of have the same feel throughout because if you're familiar at all with the mandalorian the way that series goes obviously you have showrunners you have people that are kind of in charge of making sure that things are going the right way you have john favreau who's like and 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 uh and dave filoni who are in charge of making sure that the series is going the way that they want it to but they give the different episodes to different directors which gives each episode kind of its own feel so Liam I'll throw it to you first would you let's say they had the option of giving you know ep- uh, different episodes maybe one to Tom King or you know uh, you know Mark Wade or different different writers these these like standard DC comics writers and they give different episodes to different people or would you rather see one person uh, kind of at the helm for the entirety of the uh, of, of the series I think if you're if you if you if we adapt that sort of anthology uh, story where it's kind of each episode kind of stands alone, but there's an overarching story that goes through a whole season, then yeah, I think it could be fun. You know, a lot of a lot of these uh, writers who are writing comic books and, and stuff we talked about. Uh, same with like uh, people working on the on the art side of it. I mean, get I mean, obviously directors like Sam Liu, who's a freaking rock star at uh, Warner Brothers Animation doing all these direct to DVD uh, DC animated films. Uh, and then maybe with an episode, if you're going back to that original BTOS style to approach somebody who did work on it at that time, you know, a, a Dan Reba, a Kevin Altieri, someone like that thing, you know, having guests, guests kind of come in and work on, on their style 
of episodes from an art standpoint and then having having different superstar writers whether that's uh, James Tynion the fourth who's writing Batman right now or like you mentioned a Tom King a Scott Snyder uh, Gail Simone someone like that Gail Simone obviously already wrote a couple uh, at least one episode of Justice League so uh, I think it would be interesting to see people to kind of what Maddie mentioned earlier is that a lot of these people who either grew up watching the show and are now working with these characters in some other form or who were in some way influenced by this show to now get to kind of give them a chance to play in that, in that play playground would be uh that would definitely give it a unique feel. And like you said, it would kind of make each episode kind of be able to stand out on its own while still telling this sort of overarching serialized story. Perfect. Maddie, you got any yeah, thoughts I mean, on that? I, I definitely, I definitely agree with, uh, with, with uh, what Liam's saying, right? I mean, you know, each of these shows already has a drastically different feel uh, from one to the next, you know, where we had Batman the Animated Series being super grounded. And then like, once the new Batman Adventures came along, we're starting to get into the more comic booky, like, like uh, um, mystic kind of side of the DC universe. And then all of a sudden in, in Batman Beyond, it's very, <coughs> it's very like anime influenced and stuff like that. And, and it would be nice to definitely see um, a lot, a lot of different people, uh, you know, coming in and, 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 and spinning, you know, the, if it were to go this anthology way, uh, kind of spinning it their own different directions that way it, it, it you know each episode feels tonally connected to uh, what time period it would have been taking place in uh, which this also kind of ties into something uh, that I wanted to say before we got to the shoot to the hip uh, section is <laughs> if they did this anthology uh, idea imagine how good the soundtrack would be right going all the oh, going yeah. all the way from from completely like orchestral uh, rendition specifically for batman the animated series styles episodes to like all of the like cyber rock stuff they were doing in batman beyond like there'd be so much room to play with so much just creative stuff and you know, the more the more creativity brought to the the table the better Love it. <laughs> yeah i mean i, I probably no surprise i agree with my esteemed panelists other opinions uh, about you know having a little bit of variety in there i i think if you're doing a a very focused serialized story you know if we're doing say an adaptation of like an under the hood done in dcu format not in the comics but in a show that case i might want it under like one more consistent vision um but mm-hmm. certainly if we're you know hoping it's something along the more playful route where there's a lot of opportunity and you're telling different characters stories. Then I think having, um, you know, opportunities to bring in old hats as well as younger comic writers that are clearly influenced by the show would make it really, really interesting. So, I mean, like the, the, the pipe dream show would be an anthology, different animation style, different creatives, you know, like what's your favorite era. Let's dive in and do episode on that. I just don't think it's realistic. Um, and so I, you know, again, if, if we're going for like, what's the most realistic version we're going to get and what's the best version of that, I'd say then probably something set in, uh, the BTOS era with that design. And then probably with, uh, maybe one or two more dominating creative minds rather than doing, um, you know, like a lot of different weird stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. I, yeah. W- you guys have all agreed too much. I knew I should have thrown in some questions about <laughs> 
<laughs> that would have really stirred the pot here. Although we do have a we do have the habit of just agreeing about it. You come on the DCA review, and it's pretty much just one giant echo chamber. So uh, everybody agrees with everybody. It's nice. We need to we need to it's reach cordial. out to it's some lovely. more toxic content creators. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're talking Get some real goals uh, on this yeah. next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to move on to our next question. Not a shoot from the hip one on this one. Uh, so we'll start with Chris with this one, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. So Chris, uh, let's just say that, uh, you know, you, again, you're in charge of this. You've got the vision for this, this show, uh, what heroes and or villains. And it sort of goes along with, okay, if you're, if you're going to stick with reality with this, if we are sticking in Batman, the animated series only uh, what heroes and or villains are you looking to be featured in this? Is it cliche if I say condiment King? Cause he's my favorite absurd <laughs> villain. <laughs> I mean, I, I would at least love a, a revisit of the character. Okay, but um, as as a hero, possibly as a hero or a villain, because I've been clipping all these kids WB commercials lately, and I came across uh-huh. one that suggests that he went to to a school run by Captain Planet and became a hero. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very very specific. I'm here for it. Let's do Wait, that our, our, our kids WB commercials canon now. Why, why oh, not? <laughs> <laughs> they all actually live on like the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I imagine I imagine those that. commercials work on like CN City or 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 uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Like, I isn't there I, isn't there a commercial where Batman sings the Jigglypuff yes, song? Like, is. I don't know. If I, <laughs> there's I another one where Batman Beyond uh, fights Misty in a Pokemon battle. So, like, try yes. try to try to figure Beautiful. out try to figure out the the Pokemon timeline. <laughs> comparison to dca <laughs> let's let's canon all of it it's so worth it yeah. all right, so, uh, chris you started with condiment king it can only go up from here <laughs> no, not sure if that's a cop better not um I, look, I i i think it would be fun to explore some of the lesser seen villains i mean obviously if you're gonna do a reboot you have to bring back mark hamill's joker i mean you know we're like i said we're now watching justice league anytime he makes an appearance he just elevates the episodes because that character and his performance are just so so good and he's such a weird dynamic to throw in especially in the more serious shows so obviously you got to bring back him um you know you got to bring back harley she's more popular than she's ever been um you know mm-hmm. i think some villains got good episodes but there was more to be done like i would have loved to see more riddler like riddler basically was never really properly included in the new batman adventures um or in the legion of so doom seeing him come back would be great that's right or the legion of doom yeah he's just not getting the respect he I don't know if he really deserves it or not, but we love him regardless and want to see more of him. Imagine the Riddler you know, verse question. I would also, <laughs> see, huh. that would be interesting. Like, yes. I would also love to see um, some comic characters that we haven't really seen show up. You know, it's like I just read through all of the uh, the Batman 66 comics and it was really fun to see them mm-hmm. bring in characters like Harley and Bane and Killer Croc into that era, characters that never appeared before. And you could almost kind of do the opposite. Like there are some fun characters that, you know, still have t- like are popular in some degree from the sixties. You could bring back, like bring in King Tut, bring in like Egghead. I love Egghead. Yeah. I mean, obviously he can't be voiced by Vincent Price, which is a, an absolute tragedy at this point. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of characters we never got a chance to see. And I think what made Beatos so strong was that it, really appreciated its villains and gave those villains really interesting stories. And I feel like even by the time they got to the end of BTOS, 
they were looking for ways to do new dynamics with them, right? So we get a lot of um, reform stories or attempts at reform stories. Hell, Ventriloquist mm-hmm. was cured. He's the only like villain that actually got fully redeemed to became a normal person again. That's been mm-hmm. explored a lot with the existing characters. So it might be worth bringing in some new ones. So you have some runway to tell stories rather than um, either undoing the good storytelling of the past or just treading the same water again. So basically my answer is bring in Condiment King and Egghead. Those are the two I want to see the most. <laughs> have them team up. Why not? There's like there's a thematic similarity between the two of them. I feel like they work together. Excellent. Uh, All right, Maddie? Hear me out. Critters 2. <laughs> Should have known. This time, Should have this known. time there are two talking goats. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, so so that's that's a real easy that's a real easy easy you know joke to make. But uh, I, I I would I would I would like to see Farmer Brown at least referenced in some capacity. They brought it. They brought the Farmer Brown van into Adventures Continue. So obviously the 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 you know behind the scenes team has a uh, has a spot for the episode. Um, but I think I think the real easy answer right now is uh is to bring in some of the adventures continues characters um especially the ones that like didn't get the 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 action figure treatment like it was suggested they would be getting right like why why let those designs go to waste we've got uh, um who was it court of owls batman who laughs flashpoint batman like why not just 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 bring them in just especially flashpoint batman especially if we're doing some kind of weird like a cross time situation that would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. come to find out the flash is the reason we're going across time um <laughs> but i mean in in the in the already established continuity um i i feel i feel like Paul Dini specifically has really had a, a, a hard on for Emil Dorian lately. Uh, so it would be interesting to see him revisited, right? Because uh, he, he got a brief mention in the um, the Adventures Continue as the creator of Mr. Wing, mm-hmm. who obviously we all want to see Mr. Woo-hoo! Wing be brought into animation <laughs> with me as the only voice actor for Mr. Wing ever in the entirety <laughs> of, uh, of that. That's just that's just something we all want to see. Um, but but he he also he also brought Emil Dorian up in um in his his Harley Loves Joker series uh, a couple years back, mm-hmm. which is very DCAU influenced. As the creator of another sp- splicer called the Grison, who is somebody that like uh, Harley knew from back in like her college days and everything, and he even brought that character over into uh, what I've been reading on stream right now the the novelization of Mad Love. Uh, that came out in oh, 2018. Nice. So it seems as though Emil Dorian would probably be um, a, a shoe in, especially if Paul Dini is attached to it. Um, but I'd also love to see characters like uh, I think Mr. Freeze would be fun, so long as Paul Dini's hands are kept off of him. Um, <laughs> and, and, and sorry, Paul, I know you gave us Heart of Ice, but you're not allowed to take it away from us. Uh, um, i think i think two-face would be a really fun one especially after you know the the character bit that we got in justice league versus the fatal five of how he's kind of grown as a character in the time since his last appearance in the new batman adventures um uh, i'm trying to think what was i had another one and it's escaping me now 
Harley, Harley. There, there, there's been so much done with her character since you know her her original appearance in BTAS, and I feel like it would be a difficult uh, a difficult task trying to bring that to this world, especially knowing where her character ends up. But uh, uh, you know, Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, if you're listening. Uh, I did this great video about how maybe she was on the Suicide Squad during Return of the Joker. So uh, you you can make it. You can make it work. You can make it work if you try hard enough. Um, she'd be she. It'd be excellent to see a lot of that growth uh, uh, come through in there. Um, and then, of course, on the hero side, like we've got such an expanded roster uh, of heroes in the DCAU that if they don't pull from it, it's going to be like, it, it's, I don't see how, how you couldn't pull from it. Right. Like give me more swamp thing, the ending of Batman and Harley Quinn, you're just going to mm. throw him in as a joke for two minutes. Okay, fine. But now you've got that character <laughs> model. Use it. Give us more of the bat women that what like like Batwoman's a huge deal right now. She just got the live action show. There are two different Batwomen now in the CW verse. We got three in the DCAU. Use them. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> even even like smaller characters like the Question would be fun to bring in. Dead Man, right? Like we got we got mention of like uh, how how Batman and Dead Man have worked together before, and I know that like we have a tie in comic showing that. But I don't think that like that was an intentional reference to tie-in material with the way that they very often just brush that off to the side. Show show us what your your vision is in animation for that. Like it'd be really cool to to kind of essentially I'm just pitching. Let's just go Justice League Dark. Let's just let's just do it. <laughs> let's just let's just 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 bring in Justice League Dark. Give us Batman, the question, Zatanna, Dead Man, and Swamp Thing just all on a team together. Let's go. Love it. I mean I'd watch that. So yeah. All right, Liam. Now that you're last, uh I, are there any characters that Chris and Maddie didn't mention? <laughs> Believe it or not, yes, I actually think uh jumping off of Maddie's idea though. If we set this kind of before or let's say during new Batman adventures, when JLU starts, other Gotham heroes are just already active, like a Huntress, a Black Canary. Um, seeing them mix it up. Uh, I know there was an idea of going all the way back to the original animated series that I, I think you guys covered in your on your YouTube channel and your uh, lost episodes or lost episode ideas where it, which it was going to involve black canary and cat. Yeah. Is that yeah. Right, there was a black, uh, black canary Catwoman pitch that like just didn't happen because they didn't put Robin in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Kids, kids, kids will only watch the show, even though they had produced like set, you know, 40 some episodes without Robin in it. Suddenly, we couldn't do an episode without Robin. It's not about who watches the but show. Yeah, it's that... about who buys the toys. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, I know. It's all, it all comes back to that stuff at that time. But yeah. Um, so like seeing, seeing like them maybe early in their career, a Black Canary or a, a Huntress. Uh, seeing there, again, there, I believe there's the tie-in comic where we see Huntress's origins of you know, the mob killing her family and all that and her kind of going for revenge. But seeing maybe some of those characters and i know again the more we tie it into other projects the more continuity headaches may may pop up but i think that would be kind of cool if we're if we're uh picking up heroes that we maybe have seen but didn't get to see their their origins explored uh too much and 
whether or not this black canary was her mom also the black canary back in the 40s like like in the in the main comics like is there setting up like some maybe some of the older heroes that existed even before batman and, and superman and in, in if we if we make just in like casual references i think would be cool so definitely i think seeing some of those other gotham heroes i know i know bruce tim has just been on record as he does not give a an s about nightwing <laughs> so i'm not even gonna uh, not even gonna suggest that uh that, that he might appear but uh yeah i would like i mean again mentioning if we if we do consider adventures continue to be canon now i still would really like to see the three robins interact like mm. i would love to see jason as the red hood interacting with nightwing and and tim as robin i think that would be really fun and that's honestly something they haven't done a ton of even in like the main comics um is it's like a robins series where all the different uh guys but guys and girls meet up to uh discuss how weird it is that <laughs> that bruce wayne keeps putting them in these red and green tights but uh yeah i think i think that would be a fun a fun dynamic just anything anything more with any of the robins i'm i'm always a fan of that so more uh more kind of character focused episodes on them and this might be controversial, but like we know it happens. So like show us some of the Bruce and yes. Barbara romance. That's... Like, I mean, you don't have to show us like you showed us in the killing joke, but like, like show them oh. actually like falling, falling in love, like show that relationship begin to, to blossom in like, in a, in a way that, that makes sense. Like that would be interesting to explore as well. Yeah. I mean that, that would probably, you know, piss a lot of people off, but that's something that like, it, it's already canon. So like, if you're go if you're dipping your toes back in the well, you right. gotta you got you gotta at least touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that just because something is canon doesn't mean it has to be revisited. I, I've I've <laughs> never I've never liked the Bruce Barber thing. I know that Bruce Tim pulled that from the '60s TV show where they had more of like a romantic tension than Barbara did with with Robin. Um, it, to me, it just it felt like it didn't work in the dcau because the the barbara dick dynamic was already so well established plus in the 60s tv show gordon was never friends with batman like they were like associates sort of thing but in the dcau like they are straight up legit friends i mean there, there's no better example of that than the the new year's diner scene probably one of the best scenes all of all mm-hmm. time and i've just always found it really weird that he then decided it was okay for him to date that guy's daughter you're, so. you're telling me <laughs> that if cameron had a daughter <laughs> You wouldn't. You wouldn't just all of a all of a sudden flip your sexuality around. Exactly. There's there's so much to unpack there. I'm not even going to attempt it. So. Oh, Maddie, that's why I asked the questions here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna allow me to shoot. Okay. Uh, man, great answers there. By the way, congrats, guys. You disagreed on something for the. It wasn't the question hey. that I asked, but you guys had your first disagreement here. That's right. Uh, it was it. only like 45 minutes into the podcast, so way to go. Uh, all right, well, that's going to take us to our final uh, final question for the panel today, and that is going to be a, a doozy here. All right, so uh, question, final question for the panel here is about the voice acting. So obviously voice acting is such a huge part of this. Uh, to this day, 
people, I, I think a huge part of the nostalgia of Batman, the animated series is Kevin Conroy as Batman. You know, there are people of course. when they're listing the great actors that have played Batman, you know, Oh, is your favorite Batman Bale or is your favorite Batman Keaton? Or now you still, you have people that legitimately say, no, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. And there's a reason why people loved the Arkham, uh, Arkham video game so much, you know, the ones that Conroy did, you know, because that Batman performance is so iconic. Now, being realistic here, Kevin isn't getting any younger. Uh, you know, we're we're almost 30 years from the time that this show was originally uh, on the air. So with that, with some of the cast actually no longer being with us, um, other people maybe have, have moved on or just are, are retired and don't do voice acting anymore. Uh, would you guys begin trying to recast? here we're starting fresh sort of we're dipping our toes back in but would you guys be uh be down for recasting uh and to, to begin sort of the future of the dcau for future generations if this is a launching point for them to begin kind of continuing from this point or should we like is this sacrilegious and we, should we just stick with you know who we know and uh and stick with these original voice actors so uh, I forget who went last, so I'm going to go with Maddie because uh, he hasn't gone first at all th- during this entire panel. So I'll I'll throw it over to oh, Maddie. This is first. this is a big this is a big question. I'm, I feel like I'm being saddled with so much responsibility to kick it off right. <laughs> I mean, so personally for me, uh, like I th- I think it's a situational thing, right? Like if you're using the Joker, you can't just recast Mark Hamill, you know, but, right. like but stuff like Paget Brewster uh, and. and God, who who was it that did uh, who was it that did the the Harley voice in uh, in, in um, Batman the and Harley other Quinn? girl from Big, was Big it? Theory, Melissa Rauch. Yes, okay. I was like, I kept I kept saying Kaylee Cuoco in my head, and I was like, no, that's yeah. the Harley that's animation. The other Harley, yeah. <laughs> but like stuff like that didn't bug me too much. But there are obviously ones that that you know, it, it's just iconic the the voices behind them, uh, and that. That's part of that's part of what like what has me kind of concerned about the series as well, right? Because like I see, I'm sure all of us probably see like Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred, right? And he's no longer with yeah, us. Right. So to me, that says that um, you know uh, either they're going to recast him or they're going to set this at a point in time where Alfred's no longer in the picture, and, and that's uh, that's where I start getting worried about the continuity issues, right? Like. It's at that yeah. point, it's like, well, do we want Mark Hamill to come back as the Joker? Because then that means Tim is like a 30 year old by the time Return of the Joker is happening. And, <laughs> and, and so, so, but from, just from, from just not even a continuity, you know, point, point of view, um, there are so many people in the DCAU already who have been recast that like, it's not going to be that big of an issue to me where you can get the original voice actors, it would be nice to have them, right? Like we're not, we're not, we're not any of us expecting going into a Batman, the animated series reunion with like Bruce Greenwood now being Batman. Neil Patrick Harris is playing Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did, he, he did have a couple DCAU, uh, DCAU roles. Oh, that's right. He actually played Nightwing, didn't he? Was he, was he yeah. Nightwing at one point? In Under the Red Hood. In Under the Red Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I, I was thinking more or less about uh, him being the, the weird mind control boy from the, from the Justice League Legends or being the, uh, ah. oh, the washed, yeah. up, the washed <laughs> up movie star in, uh, in Static Shock. Oh. 
Uh, and he was the music meister in uh, Bringing yeah. the Bold outside of main DCAU stuff. But yeah, so I mean, I mean and the the I, Flash and New Frontier. True. Oh yeah, yeah. Would true. Remember that. I, I mean, call. but definitely, I, I feel. Right, I feel so you guys are casting Neil Patrick Harris here. Obviously, yeah. It's yes. all the roles. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, yeah, I feel. Everyone. I feel. I feel most people will uh, will really want to stick with the the you know original cast. Uh, uh, where you know where you can, and if not, get someone who has uh, at least familiarity with that character elsewhere. That way, uh, that way they kind of fit the glove, I guess. Got it, Chris. Throw it over to you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, shocking. I agree. I think you know if you're <laughs> if you're bringing this show back, I think you're doing with. Uh, deliberate deference to who was involved in the original series and so you know where you can bring back people it's worth doing you know that the um the animated movies they made that are set in the 1960s tv show those are super fun and yeah obviously all of the the cast has aged a lot and they don't sound anything like they did back in the the 60s but it's still fun to have them right. in there right? it's like it's fun knowing that's julie newmar doing you know catwoman um, even if her voice has gotten significantly more gravelly in the meantime, but it doesn't matter because it's just, it's nice to know they've taken the effort to do that. And so I think anyone you can bring mm-hmm. back is worth bringing back. I, I think there's kind of a, a tier system a little bit where I think there are some characters that are more acceptable to swap out. Like for me, you can't change Conroy, you can't change um, Hamill. And I think you can't change uh, John Glover's Riddler either. I think his voice is so mm. important to that character. Yes. It would be that's one that would be distracting if they did anyone else. Um, I think everyone else, I would love to see them back. I'd love to see, you know, Lauren Lester come back and Diane Pershing. And like, you know, uh, Arlene Sorkin, obviously, she kind of does Harley here and there where she can, but a lot of other people have done it now at this point. Um, so long as it's I, not I think, Tara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she like, I mean, Tara Strong's amazing. I, I think she's fine. I think she does a fine job with those. Um, you know, and I think there's some characters that, out of either necessity or if you want to do like a slight creative twist on it, would be totally fine. It wouldn't be distracting. But I think for me, those three are the ones that are just it, for BTOS specifically, not necessarily branching out to the rest of GCAU. Um, you can't replace any of those. So, Liam, yeah, yeah. So I think. To to both of uh, both of you guys' points, like we've already dealt with recastings, right? I mean, the biggest one probably being uh, we've changed Superman voice actors. If you count Beyond, yeah. like you know, we've had George Newbern, we've had Christopher McDonald, uh, and you know, both of those guys played Superman after Tim Daly got done playing him for sixty some fifty some episodes. However many episodes I think it's Superman like 52, 56, um, something like that. Okay. So yeah, so like, and at the time, like maybe for the first couple episodes of Justice League, you're like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But then you, the more you watch, the more it doesn't seem that weird. And now yeah. for for Cal and I on our on our main show, where unlike unlike uh, the Tim Talk Boys, we don't have the fortitude to go in order, so we jump <laughs> around, and uh, and like we jump from Justice League to Superman and back and forth all the time, and it's like it's not it's not even something. It's just like it's it's the same character to us, mm-hmm. but it's just like a different era in that character's life. So is, you know, he's a little bit older in justice league. His voice changed a little bit, like, you know, whatever, it's fine. You, you come up with whatever idea, but it just gets less weird the more you hear it. So, yeah. And I think that's the same thing with like, if, if this was, you know, 2004 and only one person had ever voiced Harley Quinn, it would be weird to suddenly have anyone else do it. But now I feel like we're kind of used to that and hearing hearing different voices 
when it comes to a lot of the villains. I do think Conroy and Hamill are like, that's like non-negotiable if you're doing a revival. Like, I just think, again, I think, and we talk about it all the time. It's like everything worked together to make these shows so memorable and nostalgic. It's the writing, it's the art, it's the music, it's the voice acting. But if you heard not a, a Batman that was, yeah, any of the, 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 the people that do it, not that they don't do good jobs, but who voice him in other mediums now, people would be upset <laughs> and yeah. I don't. And I think that would be like a really bad foot to start out on for a series is you can recast. I think you can recast most of the villains and even, and someone like Alfred, even like, obviously if they were, if we do it, let's say they do a new Batman adventures style and Robin's in it, it's not going to be Matt. Valencia, you, don't, you don't, you don't think he right? can still He's capture like that? Man now. <laughs> I don't, it wouldn't be quite the same. I don't think if he, he could play the old Tim Drake from Return of the Joker now, probably. 47 year old <laughs> Tim Drake being kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I don't, but I don't think, so like we're already going to be just of characters who, if, if we're keeping them the sage, same age they were during the series, we're going to have to recast anyway. So I, and as, as Cal mentioned, some, some of the actors, who played them during the original series aren't, aren't with us at all anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's just, it might be a little bit weird if you, if you have somebody else playing the penguin, I think mystery of the Batwoman didn't use Paul Williams. Did they? I think it was, was it Ogden uh, Styers in mystery of the Batwoman? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's David Ogden. It's definitely Styers. Yeah. So yeah, it's which again, it was probably weird the first time I watched it, but then I watched it a couple more times and it didn't seem so weird to me anymore. So I think the only two like people would not ever get over it if you did this type of deal would be Conroy and Hamill. Like I think most yeah. everyone else is negotiable <laughs> for for you know for the average fan. For like I, I totally agree about John Glover's Riddler, and I'd love to see uh people come back to it uh you know and any and all people that could and yes if they if they were to mix in a a beyond or a or a justice league story or like a superman or someone of course i'd i'd want i'd want to hear wilford l play terry or i'd want to hear uh you know actually it could cast again but again if it was superman came back it could be george or tim and i don't think anyone would be that upset because like they're both superman <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing where I think I think there's only a really a few finite examples of people you absolutely could not recast for this. Yeah. Sounds like we all agree again. Yeah, lots of agreements here. <laughs> Let's see if there's an agreement here. Uh, uh, start with Chris. Tim Daly or George Newbern? Ooh. I think I'm going to... Uh... I think I'm going to go with George Newbern just because we're doing Just League right now. So like in right now, that's the voice that I'm, I'm hearing. Um, but I mean, it's a hard pick. Honestly, I think they're both amazing. And you know, I think Tim Daly has revisited the characters a few times. Um, and he has that amazing series, uh, the YouTube series, The Daily Show. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that, um, but it's really funny. Mm-hmm. There's so. a neat bit he does with Kevin Conroy on that one. Yeah. Maddie, what about yes, you? I you have to answer. Team Newbern yeah. or are you Team Daly? Christopher McDonald. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. Yep. Excellent. More like Super McGavin. Yeah. I'd, uh, I, I, but in, in, in all seriousness, I feel like I'd probably go for George Newbern. I've always had a, a, a bigger connection, I feel like, to the Justice League version of Superman than the Superman the Animated Series version. 
um, like not to say that Superman the animated series is bad by any means, but it's definitely like it, it just does not keep my attention the same way that Justice League does. And so, you know, having that voice back would uh would be great. Love it. Liam? George George Newbern might win it just yeah, George Newbern might win it for me just based on the fact that he wasn't involved in the creation of <laughs> Unity. Um <laughs> which is a real, real rough time. Uh, when we, we reviewed that, we were like, I don't, I don't understand how anyone involved got to keep working on, <laughs> oh, <laughs> on this yeah. show. Afterward. Yeah. That, I should have oh, cleaned house after that one. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I love, I, I think I've gotten a greater appreciation for Tim Daly's Superman. I think possibly because we're just coming out of a month where we were reviewing Superman episodes. Um, I think George Newbern got a lot more to do with the character because they really up until the other than the dark side episodes, it doesn't feel like a lot of those Superman episodes really gave Tim Daly a ton to do other than just kind of react to the villain of the week or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, Whereas obviously with, with Dwayne McDuffie's writing and, and everything with, uh, with the with the Cadmus arc and everything of taking Superman on this journey of him dealing with repercussions of his past back to uh, uh, legacy all the way through to him choosing to lobotomize Doomsday and and taking and doing these things and kind of arguing with other people whether it's Captain Marvel not that one the other one or <laughs> uh, the question kind of poking at him and going hey you're not like you're not the same guy you used to be. And him grappling with that and him and kind of taking that, that like, what exactly should Superman be doing in the world? If he can, if he has the power to intervene on this, should he, when should he not? And like Tim Daly never really got a crack at that version of Superman. So like, I, I do appreciate Tim Daly, I think as your kind of standard garden variety Superman, but the big most of the big Superman character moments in the DCAU, I think that we all love come in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Uh, so I'd probably be a, a new burn man myself right. as well. Well, that will put a exclamation point on our very first episode of Discuss This League. Uh, thank you uh, to our panelists. Guys, we're going to go around the horn here uh, and allow you guys to plug your stuff one more time. Let people know your social media, where they can find you, interact with you, uh, subscribe, listen, like, all that stuff. So throw it over again. Uh, start off with Mr. Lord. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're Tim Talk Pod. So you can find us at Tim Talk Pod again with two M's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Gmail. Uh, like I said, we're currently covering the second season of Justice League right now. Uh, and it's really good stuff. Like I feel like we've kind of gotten through some of the rough patches <laughs> and now it's pretty smooth sailing from here on out, which is good. Um, yeah. And then me personally, I am at uh, Lordifer. It's a weird combination of my last name and my first name. Uh, so it's L O R D O P H E R, not like Lucifer, uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Excellent. Maddie? So we're just skipping the whole Mr. Wing, the animated series pitch? Leave <laughs> <laughs> that for our next panel. That's for a future episode. That's, that's all right. Uh, so, so, you know, once again, uh, we are, you can find us on YouTube, uh, just searching up Watchtower Database. You can probably find us on all other platforms that way as well. But I know specifically on, uh, on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, our handle is DCAU Watchtower. And if for some reason you want to follow me 
personally. I don't know why you would put yourself through that, but on Twitter, it's at Maddie Washburn. On Instagram, it is at executive producer Dick Wolf. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for, uh, for, 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 you know, the law and order crew to, uh, uh, to, to cut me a check to give that one up. Um, I've, I've kind of failed almost, almost all financial, uh, uh, capability I've ever had, but I have been sitting on that one for a while, just hoping that, that, uh, uh, you know what? I won't even go that high. It's $5,000 and it's yours. Law and order crew. <laughs> You heard it here uh, first. Uh, that, that's the gold that's mine how you waiting can to happen. Find me. <laughs> you heard it here first. What was that? And law and order. Anybody at working law and order, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, why? Why are you listening to this podcast? Uh, uh, <laughs> executive <laughs> producer Dick Wolf, specifically, if you're listening. <laughs> For real. Uh, yes. And last but not least, I'll throw it to my co host uh, to plug our stuff before we wrap things up here. Yes. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And of course, thank you to Chris and Maddie for being here. Uh, tell We definitely want to hear feedback on this because, again, this is the first one for the type of show this is. This is the first one we've done. And two, for the idea that we're talking about. I don't think there's anybody who loves the DCAU who doesn't have a pretty strong opinion about this either. I want more of it. I want any, any and all that you can give me want it. leave the memories alone. So I definitely want to hear some feedback, tweet us at DCAU review or leave a comment on our Instagram, same username at DCAU review. Let us know what, and uh, yeah, this is a, this is a big, this is a big topic. And I, like I said, I think a lot of people will have uh, strong opinions about it. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, you, you can hopefully subscribe to this podcast. Uh, just search DCA Review on your favorite podcast app. You can also check all of our archived episodes at DCAUReview.com. But for our panelists, Chris, Maddie, and Liam, I am Cal, and we will talk to you on the next episode of the Discuss This League. On the next Discuss This League. For more content from these creators, subscribe to the Pod Tower on YouTube. There you'll find more discussions, videos, and podcasts from these creators. That's the Pod Tower on YouTube. <laughs> All right, now he- now hear me it's been out. A while. Crit- Critters Part <laughs> Two. Mister Wing is in the mix. He gets the growth hormone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he gets those weird red eyes like the, 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 the apocalypse looking jack kirby eyes love it yeah 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 i'm in we find out it's all mother box technology brilliant